Well, the federal government plans to level out the number of new permanent residents to Canada in 2026 in reaction to a crunch on housing and other services. The immigration minister made the announcement on Wednesday. Uh, minister Mark Miller tabled new targets for the next three years, uh, which call for the number of new permanent residents to hold steady at 500,000 in 2026. The plan shows that the targets for 2024 and 2025 will increase as planned to, four, to 485,000 and 500,000 respectively. Joining me now is Canada's Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship, uh, Mark Miller. Minister, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Jess, and thank you for having me on again. Yeah, I look forward to chatting. Uh, enjoyed our conversation last time. I think it's an important one. Uh, there has been a lot of conversation about uh, and by Canadians and their concern in regards to immigration levels, particularly in the context of housing uh, and the context of affordability. Um, why did the government decide to stick with the 500,000 number? I know in 2025, that's already been announced before that the number would hit 500,000. Why the need to continue with 500,000 in 2026? Yeah, look, excellent question. I think um, that was an ambitious number to, to begin with. We really made some very important steps in increasing uh, the people that come to this country, whether they come in the economic category, uh, parents and, 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 and spouses or protected persons. And I think the time had come to take a look at that number and to see how we best fit the skills that we need as a country. Always, you know, we're still in a labor shortage. Uh, and how we better match them with the needs of uh, of this of Canada, and 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 that's what we, I've heard uh, through our strategic immigration review that we launched the results of uh, at this same week that the federal government governments in general need to do a better job of matching supply and demand and and making sure that we're getting it right, particularly with the effects that this is having. And you mentioned housing, but it isn't only on housing. It's about infrastructure generally, the healthcare system, the education system, and and the impact on both sides of the equation of of the volume that we're seeing. So it's it's a reasonable step. Uh, It stabilizes the numbers at at an ambitious level and allows us to, to take the course of the next year to make sure that we're actually doing a better job in, in a, on our public governmental public policy mm-hmm. in a bit fine-tuning our schools and adapting to what industry and what Canadians are telling us to do, which is really to do a better job um, with, uh, with the tools that we have. Uh, and just to, for our audience and myself, of course, uh, where do international students, temporary foreign workers and refugees fit in the context of this? Those numbers, are they separate from the 500,000? Uh, so only one portion is there's really three categories of the 500,000 there's protected persons, which include refugees. That's about, uh, you know, just under 20%. Um, and then there's that other space that, uh, that, that constitutes a, a significant part of the volume in the statistics uh, with respect to temporary foreign workers and international students, which wasn't part of the intellectual exercise that I am legally bound to, 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 to put in front of parliament every November 1st. Uh, that, number uh, when it comes to international students or temporary foreign workers is one that is quantified by a different process. Mm -hmm. It is also playing into the discussion and the sentiment that we're seeing that we need to kind of take a look at that and and look at the volume coming in and get it right. Before, I mean, since I spoke to you, Jess, Mm -hmm. I made what I believe to be an important announcement on making sure that the federal government is taking some important steps to, to stem the fraud that is affecting uh, the integrity of the international student flow of people that are coming into this country. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that was about a week and a bit ago. And that's an important step because there have been threats to the the integrity of the system. And it's one that we need to address in a responsible way. Always mindful of the fact that provinces do play an important role uh, in in regulating the institutions that require us to bring in international students. It is a very lucrative space. It is one um, where we want to continue to encourage international students to to be part of the top uh, one, of, one of the top education systems in the world, um, but it's also being abused by some bad actors, and we need to address that as well in a responsible way. Now, we've had international students in this country uh, for decades, and many of them, when they graduate from here, many of them stay, and they're integral to the growth of this country uh, and its middle class. Um, but is it fair to say the government does acknowledge that, that that they've allowed too many international students, number one, just in regards to our education systems across this province, which are mandated provincially, have become too reliant on those dollars, number one. And number two, one could argue it cheapens our education system with so many coming in at one time. Um, do you think that was a mistake? I'm, I guess I'm more interested to just in the in the quality of the volume. And, and that's my concern when it comes to some of the fraud that we're seeing, which is, uh, it depends on the province you're in, but higher education institutions have been systemically underfunded by, by provinces for mm-hmm. a long time and they're smart. So they've adapted and they've seen this very um, interesting, lucrative uh, and very bright pool of candidates from abroad that um, that they have successfully leveraged to, to, to support that underfunding. Um, that's a, that's an issue that we need to address as a country in a responsible way. Uh, international students generally enrich the education experience in Canada. We, in fact, compete for the, some of the top candidates. But again, on the margins, there has been some abuse, and I think that is what we're trying to address. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly can't do it alone, but I do have my responsibility in getting my shop right, and that's, that's what we've tried to do in the last week. It is not a conversation that is over. As you noted, when volume does get excessive, you want to be able to address it in a way, um, in a responsible way, without ruining someone's lucrative business model and without ruining the hopes and aspiration of an international student that could very, as you said, could very well contribute to the, to the future of this country or go home and be a soft ambassador of, of Canada. Minister, thank you for your time. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. You're all the best to your listeners and you, Jess.